<laughs> the first artist <laughs> we are covering <sighs> today is the killers. Mark, and you definitely I'm breathed gonna... <laughs> in right at the point you'd have to cut it. Welcome to Meet at the Mantis, the podcast where old friends discuss new music. This week we'll be talking about four bands performing at the Life is Beautiful Festival in Las Vegas, Nevada in September of 2023. They are The Killers, Purple Disco Machine, Frank Moody, and Honey Love. Oh, ooh. It's safe. You got a shot? The bands count. <laughs> yeah, counting is the hardest part for the AIs, too. Yeah, well, I, so I'm four last... bands. Ha, ha, ha. I've got no glasses left appropriate for a shot. I broke all my highball glasses and all my wine glasses. So I got you... a wine glasses. So I got a... glasses. Like we can't fit them in our cupboard. Could you come over and break some of them accidentally? Yeah, I would. I would love to just invite me over. You don't even have to mention the glasses. It'll happen. <laughs> we could give you some of our glasses instead of breaking them too. No, nah, I'd prefer he breaks them. I mean, if I, if I break them in my own home, I'm not going to make it home. <laughs> uh, cheek, like a, it looks like a, it's a metal cup, but it looks like a solo cup. Yeah, I bought I bought aluminum solo cups for my children. Oh. So By so children, you mean them. yourself? Yeah, I mean I'm the one that breaks all the glass. Yeah, it's really <laughs> fucked up how I think about it. Because they ain't drinking out of highballs, hopefully. Uh, you should get those poor people, like big plastic cups, like the thick plastic cups that everyone had when they were kids. Like, um, like the ones from a pizza shop that say Pepsi on them and are, are like bumpy. No, these were like, um, they were just like, they'd always be like some random color. They'd be like green, but they were like plastic and thick and you couldn't break them. Excellent. <clears throat> All right. We should have done done a a shot for Dingus Day, though. It should have been Nostrovia. Oh, yeah. Tell the people about Dingus Day. Dingus Day is. Thank you. Thank you. This is what I want to talk about. (laughs) Dingus Day is always the day after Easter, the Monday after Easter. And it is like a rite of spring. And it's uh, based out of Poland. And other Eastern European countries. And in Cleveland, there's a big Dingus Day celebration where there's lots of polka music and pierogies and tiskies, which is very bad Polish beer. So today I was out with a couple friends. We had a couple tiskies. Not as crazy as it normally is because my uh, good friend, Adriana Deloslavsky, which is only her Dingus (laughs) Day. No no names. It's it's good because it's not a real name. Even... Even uh, dingus names. <laughs> she, she is uh, in real life. She's Mexican, but on Dingus Day, we're all Polish, and so we gave her that name. And uh, she's pregnant. She's literally about to pop out a baby within the next ten to fifteen business days. But she's like, "I'm going out for Dingus Day," and so we did. And I think we had this conversation last year because I'm remembering I was like, "Me and Josie got." I was like, "Josie, can I learn the accordion? Can I be in?" a Polish polka band. And Jesse was like, yeah, you could totally learn it. And like, he took it way more seriously than I did. And I was like, no, no, 
No, I told you if you practice a half hour a day, you'd be able to in a year. And you were like, oh, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> never, never ridiculous <laughs> still. <laughs> oh, good game. Um, Anything music related this week before we dive into these bands? What has been going well, on? It, what you this is our first week, song? yeah. This I is our that. first yeah. week. Um, so recent, I guess this was March. Uh, Alyssa and I went to see a band called Magic Giants, or as I refer to them, Magic the Giants. Um, but they're like a, a, they're a big festival band. They've been on like the the festival scene a lot. They were they're kind of small still, but they were they're like a really fun, I don't know, like happy rock is what I would call it band. Uh, so we saw them at one of our favorite venues, the Beachland, and uh, had a good time. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to hotly. I've been listening to uh, Ten Thousand Gex a lot while really? I work out. If you, it's the ultimate workout album for sure because it's very. Um, it's got like, if it's like goes through all of like the nostalgic childhood songs of us. Like there's some like heavy rock, some like ska stuff in it. There's all kinds of like fun stuff in it but i tried just listening to it not working out and i couldn't <laughs> um personally frog on the floor definitely the top song on the album Excellent. we'll have to like sneak in a review of of the album at some point uh, we should do a special 100 gex episode because i don't think we ever released our 100 gex footage but i remember it being hilarious because mark and joe we're like very seriously comparing it to classical music, and no, that's that's I such a joke. Thing. There's like, no way that would be me, Mark. You you definitely came in. You're like, no, I think it's more like this, and you gave him some absurdism, oh. classical artist, and I was like, what are you guys doing? This is a hundred gex. No, I must been when I, mean, I was still drinking. Don't make me do it again. I'll do it right now. <laughs> I'll go back into this. <laughs> <laughs> Like starts ripping out his notes. <laughs> but we should, we should, we could potentially do it and put it with the unheard footage because that unheard footage was funny. And then we could also splice in your raccoon story, which I don't think ever made it out either, Joe. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, the raccoon story. We'll have itself. to do a. Yeah. We'll have to do a greatest hits episode, and then we'll pull that stuff out. Where we like, we should, yeah. we should, we'll, we'll review one of our our greatest hits of the podcast on the podcast. We should try to have five first, episodes. Right? Like, <laughs> no, nah, that's not how anyone does it. <laughs> okay, you tell them it's a hit. You know, like you. I think we should put that in the spreadsheet them. though, because I I want to listen to that hundred gex album. <laughs> Um, what else? So also, uh, for working out Skrillex somewhat recently put out two albums. When, when was that? I know it was this year at least, but, uh, yeah, both those are also time. great workout. So good. So I've been enjoying those. And then that's the newish music I've been listening to. Anything for you guys? Yeah, I got really into Snarky Puppy. I always love this kind of like fusion band called Snarky Puppy. But then they have this song with a singer named Becca Stevens. And I I can't tell if I... I'm pretty sure I love her music. I may also be in love with her. I can't tell the difference, really. Um, but I got really into her stuff, which is all over the place. She like does a million different things. Um, 
So between Snarky Puppy and that, that was most of my uh, last couple of weeks. I also bought tickets for Pat Metheny, who's doing a tour playing solo jazz guitar. He's at the Ryman. I think it's going to be really, really cool. Um, I also read most of, I went to my mother's for Easter, and I read most of Herbie Hancock, the jazz pianist uh, biography, and it was really, really in, cool. In our, in like, our hometown? Yeah, yeah, I didn't have any time to see anybody, but I was in Youngstown what for the Friday. Fuck? Uh, Friday and Saturday. <laughs> could have finally met. <laughs> I could have finally met and yeah. seen, you know, seen you in person. The, the one that gets me the worst, the one that gets me the worst is TJ because he's right down the street from my mom. But sometimes I just know there's no time, and that was the case this time. Uh, yeah, that was my musical week. Um, I don't think he listens to the podcast, so he'll never know. <laughs> Perfect. Um. My the thing I will bring up, and it was probably two, three weeks ago. We're in April, we're in early April right now. I went to the John Mayer solo concert in Cleveland, and it was so good, guys. John, I mean, like John Mayer's probably like for the people listening to this podcast, they they probably don't care. I don't know, and he would never play it like it's beautiful, and it's not anything, but. It's it's a special tour. It's a special moment. Like it, every every show he does has a different set list because it's just him, a piano, and a guitar, and then he has a double guitar. Josie, did I send you this video? You sent me a video. I didn't notice the double guitar. No, so there's a different video I should send you. He has a double guitar where like. He plays one part on the top and then he starts playing a different part on the bottom and like he does it to play one song. It's so cool. They're um, both just acoustic guitars? They're, they're, it's a, an acoustic guitar with two heads. Sounds sexual, but it's not. <laughs> Googling John Mayer double well, guitar. <laughs> John Mayer double heads. Oh, I see. Um, one is a tw- no. I see. It's a Martin. One is a 12 string and one is a six string. And there's a song that he does that's uh I can hear the song, but I don't know the name of it. Um and it's a song he doesn't do a lot, but he does it all on his own and it's gorgeous. And it's from my favorite album from him too. And um anyways, it was a really great experience. And I have a the best shirt ever from this. And it's already huge and it's got like a little cartoon john mayer and it's like i got this big shirt at john mayer solo <laughs> that's literally what it says it's like my vibe totally so that's is my he, shit is this still i feel like i want to go see this is this still going on Did he come to nashville yet he was uh, he has already been in nashville and uh, yeah because he already cheryl crow but he might be coming back in the fall because he released more dates and um it was like major cities that he released more dates for. So you, I, it's, it was so, and I'm not, I, I don't know the guitar shit, but I just know to command a room for close to two hours, just you, guitar, piano, that's all he's got. It's super cool. And that's probably more interesting than the guitar shit. Like, I'm sure he did a whole bunch of... John Mayer is a fantastic guitar player. I'm sure he did all kinds of cool shit. But it's not like... he He's not Pat Buffini, who I just mentioned, or something. He's not, like, going to do something that's, like, 
unbelievable. What's amazing about it is that he can hold the attention <laughs> of a whole room by himself. Yeah. Like that that's uh, the artistry. And it's not a small room. It's a basketball arena, right? Like, yeah, I was going to say that's what he was at in Nashville is coming to Bridgestone for that. I, I don't I actually don't want to go see it. It's coming like to your football hockey. stadium. It's arenas, yeah. right? And, and I'm telling you, it was like we were straight back, straight back second row. So we were sitting, but the entire floor and the entire side on the bottom bowl was standing. But I mean, you know, it was very, it was still like you could, it's not like you're rocking out or anything like that. You could sit for it. It's cool. It's cool. That's how I know I'm an old person. Like you could sit and jam. <laughs> <laughs> so the killer. Know, you can't be an old person if you're coming straight from Dingus Day to report record a podcast. You're like as millennial. Uh, you, yeah, you can. You, have you, you not been, been to Dingus Day? No. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's all like, it's a people. Bunch of old Polish people. <laughs> but you know what's crazy about Dingus Day is I lived in the neighborhood where Dingus Day is for I don't know at least two years, if not longer. I never realized it was related to Easter. That never clicked to me at all. I had no, I had no idea what time of year it was. Classic <laughs> Josie. First artist. <laughs> we are covering <sighs> today's killers. Mark, and you definitely I'm breathed gonna... in right at the point you'd have to cut it. 100% positive. <laughs> I was thinking we'd cut it way before that. I totally did not cut it way before that. Where I say, okay, all right. <laughs> where I say Go, this Alyssa. is the band I, I need to intro this band because I cannot intro any of the other bands. Um, so the Killers, our hometown heroes, not our hometown, but like Las Vegas's hometown heroes. They are our Friday night headliner, and it's fun for our podcast that we know that this is our Friday night headliner, right? Um, they are not quite Green Day level grown up with you, right? That's 10 years before them, but for younger kids, maybe Green Day level. But I mean, early 2000s level, a band that has been around for a good 20 years now or something, which is sad. Uh, not sad. I shouldn't say sad. It's happy, but like it's like it's sad for us because we're like old. Like the the Killers have been around for twenty years. When Killers aren't a band that we think of from our childhood, we at least for me, when I think of the Killers, I think no. of my adulthood. <laughs> like th this yes. is a band. Like I was an adult twenty years ago when the Killers came got it. I know, but but that's the sad part. Right? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I was exactly. already like approaching adulthood when the Killers came out. Um, but they are. I guess one of our late American rock bands, right? They have seven albums from 2004 was when their first album came out to their most recent album um, in 2021. They're from Las Vegas, which makes it, to me, it makes it, the Killers are never going to put on a bad show ever, but to see the Killers in their hometown, last show, of their tour that they're doing it's gonna be fun as hell um it's gonna be a cool show and i listened for this episode through every album and i've i listened through every album as life has gone on 
And there's only three I love. There's only three where I'm like, mm. I'll listen to this album. But as I listen through it, I'm like, oh, this song's a banger. Oh, this song's a banger. They have the catalog to do a festival show that is fun that you want to like that you're just gonna want to be there for and it if you go see flume you should you love flume but if you're not sure go see the killers this is gonna be fun as hell it's gonna be so fun yeah so i'm hung up on this weird thing that maybe is just stupid and i can't find it anywhere to reconfirm but I think when we lived together, Alyssa, when we lived in that apartment with the slopey floors on Clifton Boulevard, yeah, in yeah, yeah. I think, no, I'm sure there was an episode of HBO Reverb, which was popular at the time, or it might have been Austin City Limits, but I think it was HBO Reverb, which was a live music show on HBO with the Killers, and they sounded awful. I mean, the singer was just like so bad. <laughs> And it, it like soured me. Like I always liked the Killers albums, but it like I never, I never went out of my way to see the Killers, almost specifically because of that that HBO Reverb episode. And I can't find it anywhere. And the videos I watch on live, he he sounds great. Like I I hear him missing notes, but it's not in a way that sounds bad. Like it like works. So I, I'm like super excited, but I had had this bias for 20 years. Um. Here's my so Mark and I have seen the Killers three times now. So we mentioned on our initial, uh, Mark's holding up his number three over there. Um, we had seen them at Firefly Festival in I don't know when it was 2017. Let's uh, estimate there. That seems right. Um, uh, and then when Cleveland hosted the um, All Star, the All Star, they came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came and played a, a show then, and we saw them. And then they just recently, this past winter, in like November or something, came and played in Cleveland. And we so we see them three times. They put on the greatest show. Brandon Flowers is the greatest showman. He's not up there playing any instruments, really. He's like maybe playing piano a little bit or something like that. But he's up there hyping up the crowd. And uh, Josie, you're kind of looking at me like maybe it's cheesy or something. It's not cheesy. It's fun. It it feels genuine in a way. Mark, Mark back me up. <laughs> um, I, I would call him charming. Like when he's up there, yeah. he's trying to actually like charm you. And I'm pretty sure it was at Firefly where he, he went up and basically gave this speech that was like, now, now we went online and, and we heard some of y'all were like, what? The killers? A headliner? But wait, wait, don't leave. Just just give us a chance. Give us a chance to win you over. And that's kind of how I, I, I see them. They have this great thing like where at that one, they brought up someone from the audience to like drum do the drums for like a song and it was like awesome mm. they're very like they're what i would call like a fan friendly man they're, they're gonna be yeah, telling okay. stories they're gonna be doing all this stuff lots of like interaction and all that kind of stuff but it never it doesn't feel like cheesy or like like when we were growing up where they're gonna like lecture you about politics for like 15 <laughs> minutes or something like that it's it's very genuine when we it's were very growing that. Up. and then 
I, uh, well, I'm hype. I, I mean, I love all the records. So, like, I, I think I've just been, and maybe that, maybe that HBO reverb isn't even bad. Like, maybe I was just in a bad mood when I watched it or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I've just been like skewed by that. So, I, I, I'm yeah. hyped for it. I, I wrote this down where I consider them like one of the ultimate live bands. And I put Weezer in the same category yeah. where there there's very few bands or shows that I've ever been to where nearly everyone in the crowd will be screaming all of the lyrics to a song. And they have like four songs that everyone will be like jamming to and screaming and stuff like that. And that's such a like amazing experience when everyone is just like having fun and stuff like that there's not just like people chatting or whatever because it'll just everything will just be drowned out by people like yelling to mr brightside and and songs like that so i mean it's it's such a fun yeah it's such a fun live experience that like i i feel they are truly like a headliner but um i i love them i love going to their shows i've always had a great time so um it'll be sad when i skip them for a flume (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm um, definitely gonna go see the killers for sure. Yeah, I really hope I show. really hope they're not against Flume though, because I really want to see Flume and the Killers. Oh, honey, they're gonna be against Flume. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I read Boy Can Dream. And it was just on their Wikipedia, so I didn't dig deep. I read that Mr. Brightside was the first song they ever recorded. Not to mention, uh, like I, I, I originally started this with like. Hot Fuss is your first album. How could you ever come back from that? Like, you cannot make a better album than Hot Fuss. And they've made good albums, but nothing's better than that first album. And, like, no, how do you. I like, mean, but Hot. Go, go, Hot Fuss. Oh, I mean, Hot Fuss is now iconic. Like, it is that entire era. If you had to pick something for that, that those like three or four years right around there it's hot fuss for sure and like everybody loved it like super hip hipster cats liked it and pop music fans liked it and rock it like everybody liked it and it, and it is that era like no question it's one of the great records of the early 2000s that's when it came out right <laughs> yeah, early, yeah early 2000s yeah, I, 2004 Except right after they put out a better album in Samstown, which is much better than Hot Fuss. Oh my God, you like Samstown better than Hot so Fuss? So much, Mark? so much. It's it's my favorite album. It's one of my favorite oh albums my actually, God. all time. And um, I, I do like Hot Fuss, but I don't know. Like Samstown was, I don't know. Like it's a, their transition to more like rocky music. And normally I'm the opposite, where I, I would like yeah. the synthy stuff a lot better. I don't know, like. Samstown, like it, it's it hits a lot of like personal stuff. Like Samstown came out right when I moved to Cleveland, and like I was like when I first I like, got here and like didn't have friends or didn't hang out, I would just like listen to Samstown in my like apartment, and uh, I loved that album. And oh, I'm gonna sneak ahead so no one else can steal this. Samstown oh, no. is named after a casino in Las Vegas. Oh, I didn't that, even um, know that. Oh, nice. It's the um, casino you can see off of the highway when you're going to downtown Vegas. It's like, um, I think it's like a big red sign or something. Just Google Samstown Casino, but uh, that's what it's named after. And they did their 10 year anniversary of Samstown. They played a show at that casino. Mm. But that's like, yeah, again, the stuff they do. I want to ask a question about the religious stuff. 
So did you guys run into this in Googling? Like, I didn't. I know like that arguably a Christian Brandon, band. Brandon Flowers is perhaps the most famous Mormon ever. Who's more famous, Mitt Romney? I the the little guy from South Park, the Canadian. Yeah, I've seen the South One Park time. guy. Way more famous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, never mind. I'm never sorry. mind. Never mind. Kyle's little brother. <laughs> no, there's a different Canadian in the. No. Let's, let's move okay. on. Okay, but I love South Park, so I'm like very upset that <laughs> all, I'm not all the, your reference. All the Canadian, all the Canadians are like that. Have their head, their heads aren't attached. But one of them yeah, in but, the Mormon episode, one of them is a Mormon. Oh, okay. But it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> okay. But um, I do I, I do but I think if they are a Christian band, I think it adds depth because like the places where there are things that I would I would call Christian references, they're good. They're not cheesy. Like um even like he doesn't look a thing like Jesus. That's a fucking good lyric. Like fuck that. Like I like I, I mean I, I say fuck that because I'm inclined to just not like Christian bands. <laughs> but like that's a good lyric. And if, and if that's coming from a sincere place of Christianhood or whatever, like cool, because that lyric works. Have you all watched the music video for that? No. It's not a great a it's time. great. It's um it's kind of like a um I think the the video is like framed in Mexico and it's it's about like a a girl falling in love with kind of this like drifter type thing and then he i i think in the video she gets uh pregnant from him and then he like leaves and it's kind of like it follows the video is great everyone should watch it but it also like really ties in to those lyrics of like a love affair and stuff like that and also like the i i could <laughs> picture the um looking like jesus as something that like a religious person would like think of in a uh like a potential, you know, husband. Honestly, yeah, I think there's like a. I I was no like Josie, you were gonna say something probably literally meaningful. I like the song has lost all meaning to me. Does that make sense? Uh, like I yes. can't tell you what the song's about because it's so ingrained like i just know the words to it i don't know i don't even think about what it's about like i can't tell yeah, I, had, I never i didn't I had, even ask myself for this episode i had on the foo fighters in the car monkey wrench one time and ari asked me well, what's that song about and i like had sung sung along all the words and i was like i don't know i've, I've listened to that song so many times i actually like lost track of what it's about yeah that's how i feel about it and i think and we have friends just that tell them do a lot at karaoke next time It's about a monkey, monkey who's a mechanic, and, and then tell him to like be quiet. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's my general parenting style. Actually, my new parenting style is I hit them with stuff, and I say I'm parenting, and then I hit them with the thing. It works really well. Like literally with a thing, you hit them. Whatever I can find, yes, yeah, spatulas work. <laughs> Stop! Someone's <laughs> gonna record this. Like we are. <laughs> it's gonna be used in the trial. <laughs> Oh God! Okay, cut that out. Jeez. <laughs> um, we should play something. Oh I yeah, a... I forgot about that aspect. Yeah, we we should definitely play Mr. Brightside, just so like the the people know what we're 
blank. I have it for all the people who haven't heard of the song. For all the people who <laughs> we'll don't play. know. But I think Tony and uh, Shane's thing on this is so cool. I think you should tell that briefly, and then we'll play it. Oh, uh, do we have so, a video that we could post? Like that should actually be posted online. I, uh, we, I think I have. Uh, we'll have to ask Tony's permission. I guess yeah. I have a video um, from Mark and Vicky's wedding. So we have a. We have. So I mentioned that. Uh, hey, hey, here's actually a good tip for anybody if they're looking for a good karaoke song. Um, Mr. Brightside's a great karaoke song. Everyone knows it, which actually means it's a great festival song, right? Because you, as Mark said, you're going to be in a crowd full of people. Everyone knows the words to Mr. Brightside. There's not a person in the world that doesn't know the words to this. It's going to be so fun. And if you don't know the words, you got many months now to learn the words and be in a part of the crowd. Um, uh, our friend... Shane, who will be at the festival with us, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he would do this karaoke a lot. And our friend Tony made up um, almost like hand, an interpretive dance, an interpretive it's, dance. It's it's somewhat it's not. It's like, did you in, in elementary school, did you like sing Silent Night with sign language? It's like yeah, that. Yes. It's like he's it's, he's, it's like he's miming sign language, but it's not pure sign language, right? It's yeah, it, it's, it's really like good. I, Tony's like a theater kid, you know. And, and yeah, a he's like adult. a theater he, kid. He's, he's, he's come up and he's funny in it. He's very emotive in it, and he will when this song comes on, he will do these these the, these emotions and dance to it, and it's so funny. Um. And it gets a kick out of any karaoke, with, with or without Tony. So, props to Tony. And this is the killer's first song that they ever recorded, and their best song, frankly. like a story song it's hard to stop anywhere yeah i mean yeah, it it's like no- so good too it's so driving and like i think i don't know i mean Alyssa and i were both kind of chugging beers i think it like is just exciting like in the way that makes you want to chug a beer so fun it's catchy it's again to be the first song you ever like imagine being that person like you can't top it and now it's out in the world for us to love forever 
Wow. I, 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 I love, love thinking it. about like, can you imagine like you're the singer of that band? Because the melody is like stupid simple, right? So can you imagine he has his notebook and like he has this thing in here and he's like, oh, I have this weird like kind of long story song and like I'm just singing it with one note. He's probably like, I don't know. I mean, this is just guessing, but like it's probably like a little self-conscious because it's like kind of almost cheesy because it's so long. There's so many words, such a story. And then like when they're done, they have that. It has to be like, it has to be one of the greatest feelings. Cho's getting weirdly too. empathetic here. And he's really. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I'm just imagining like if you made Mr. And, like, he was a moment away from saying no and throwing out the song. <laughs> yeah. But then, then he's like, the, the people need this. The people need to know about Miss Mr. Brightside. But do you guys feel it? Do you guys like, do you ever, are there songs you wish you made? I know you guys aren't don't play music in the way that I do, but like, sorry, we're not as cool as you, Joe. No, but I, but I, th- but I'm, I'm saying like it doesn't matter. Like, are there things where you wish you made it? For sure, for sure. Yeah, I wish I, um, I was Lizzo I, every day. Yeah. Uh, every I remember uh, Fallout Boy did an interview uh, where they said they were mad, or the, the lead singer. I can't remember his name. Uh, what's his name? I I don't know his name. Guy with the glasses and the blonde hair. Guy with not the hot one. He, he said after he heard Panic at the Disco's first album, he was so disappointed in himself that he hadn't wrote that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel it. Uh, ironically, and in my I, actual career in software, I don't feel that. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to make any of the software. But there's so many songs, and I'm like, God, I wish I, I did that. Is it because it feels... Like, oh, I could have thought of that? Or is it because it's just so genius that you didn't think of it? Like, what's the... Like, could you have um, thought of... Like, is Mr. Brightside so simple that you're like, fuck, I could have thought of that? Or is it like... I, still I think of all... I think all the songs where I wish I had done it are things where I, I like, sort of think I could have. You know? Okay. Like, um, cause I also feel that way. This is an odd one, but I feel that way every time I hear that, um, chickadee China, the Chinese chicken. Like I, I don't, I like, I like, think I could have wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I could have wrote that. Um, and I think it That's was how like, I am with, uh, ball with a ball. Moon. There's this uh, jazz guitar player right now too, who like, I, I, I like, I love his playing and, and like, I love it more. Cause I'm, I'm like, uh, I like kind of could have done that if I was like 40% more talented and 70% more, less risk averse and like, <laughs> like quit my job. And, you know, like, I don't know. There's just something inspiring about people who do it, especially when you kind of know, like I could have done that, but I never would have. Yeah, there's certain songs I, I feel that way about. I, you know, when they talked about like the the sculptors always said that like when they were chipping away at like a big granite block, they were just revealing what was like underneath it, right? Like they weren't actually yeah. like making it. They were just chipping it away. That's what a lot of these songs sound like. Like the songs were there in the universe. And, like these people just like discovered them because they like feel so right. They flow like like it feels like that was like the perfect song you know yeah exactly one of the things i find sort of fascinating about the killers is like in the early 2000s they're of this early 2000s rock and 
in these early songs. So the other song we should probably play that was early is All These Things That I've Done, which has that very iconic sing-along, like, I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. Right? Like, super iconic. And I always equate it in my mind and in my life with Modest Mouse. But the... And I think that those two bands in the early 2000s were similar. But they veered off in very different ways. And all of a sudden, the Killers became like this band that people compared to Bruce Springsteen. And Modest Mouse is like kind of like a a Wookiee band or something. Kind of still like a psychedelic pop rock or something. Right? Yeah, I think Modest Mouse doubled down on some of the angularness and the like, they got, they got like kind of weirder in a way that that a lot of people like, I mean, it's amazing, but Killers like got, got more accessible somehow. They were very accessible always, but like, I don't know, they became like pop geniuses, which is different from what Modest Mouse is. Yeah. Yeah, I think like the kid, like. The killers fell into this like cool spot where like I think every festival now needs like kind of like a rock band and like we're yeah. slowly just running out of them. And so it's going to be like <laughs> your choices are like, oh, are you going to get the Foo Fighters or the Killers or the Red Hot Chili Peppers or I don't know who else is Ooh. like, like touring Green now. Day. But like we can't, Green, we can't well, Green Day is like an, this. Let's put a pin in that because that that idea is so related to the band we're going to talk about in two bands for me. Okay. Oh, interesting. But let's play, let's that play I some got music. Soul, but you're not a soldier, part, yeah. Yeah. So I have one fifty for this, and I will tell you, like, go. This was I never equated soldier with the word soul, and so at yeah, mid two thousands, Alyssa, I was like. Is Soldier a part of like, like this was prime, like changed my life. I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. Bullshit. I remember thinking it was really smart. Like like I also Mm -hmm. equated those words. Yeah. know it's coming and just think about it live people oh it's gonna be so fun I got so good, I'm not a soldier. 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 I got
This is also a part where he'll be like, all right, crowd, I- I'm going to need your help here. I'm going gonna- I'm gonna to need you all to help me out. All right, th- this side of the crowd. I-, I need you. I need to hear you say, I got soul. And then they'll make him do it. All right, this half. But I'm not a soldier. And then they'll do that. And then the band will start to like build up, come in, and everyone will go crazy. That- that's, a definite- yeah. that's a definite like killer's move. Um, all right. Let's play. Let's play a song from their best album. Uh, can we play uh, "Read My Mind"? Mm. Let's start at the beginning, and I have a couple the parts. Killers to jump three to. times, but I'm still shocked at Mark's favorite songs here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. All right, we got through the intro synth. Can you jump to 208? Oh, messed that up so bad. And then I want to just contrast that. Can you jump to 310 now, where he does that same kind of verse, but with uh, that final intensity? Can you jump to 310, Joe? Joe, can you hear us? 310. (laughs) Oh, so I was trying to, I think it'll come out right on the recording, but I can't hear you because the... There's a. It's not worth explaining. There's a reason I can't hear you when the music's playing today. Three ten. Okay. <laughs> Cute. <clears throat> Yeah, so if uh, if When You Were Young wasn't such a great song, that would be the best song on the album. But unfortunately, it's overshadowed by that. But uh, Yeah, I was going to say, but when you were, so when you look at the plays on Spotify, that has, that has about 200 million. But When You Were Young has almost 500 million. But When You Were Young was the single. This wasn't a single. So like people must love this. Because it's way higher. Well, remember too. So here, the other thing we need to remember, and God bless Guitar Hero, because it brought a lot of kids Mm. to know different types of music. When you were young, was a Guitar Hero song, Uh, right? Yeah, you're right. And and so I think that like it gave because kids, uh, like we were adults essentially playing Guitar Hero, and we already knew when you were when we were young. But kids didn't, right? And so I think that, a lo- and this is great for the killers, smart for them and all those things. There's a good portion of kids who know the killers because they played Guitar Hero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so you're saying Guitar Hero, hero 
was was our TikTok basically. <laughs> yeah. They need well, you know more that, songs. So, so I sent these guys the thing of Rick Beata, who's a YouTuber who breaks down songs. But I was digging into people who I professional musicians who I know, like how does he get the raw when he analyzes songs, but he seems to have the raw Cuts. stems where he can isolate yeah. each each inch, instrument. Like he can play just the guitars. Normally you wouldn't have that or you would have it in a real sloppy way. Um done by like EQing. But he seems to have them. And I was I was asking friends like how does he do that? And actually what happened is all the songs that were guitar hero songs were split up by instrument. So that when you fuck up on the drums it'll drop the drums mm. out or whatever. And they were all pirated. So so now like like tons of people have the individual tracks totally from Guitar Hero or pro- or whichever one. I don't know, Rock Band, Rock Band, or one of those. Oh, but Josie, so to your point, we'll share the video. What I found fascinating is like he says all these things and I'm like, oh, that is super cool. Oh, that's fascinating. Oh, that's cool. But what ends up happening, I think, is all of that like unconsciously sounds like a great song, right? Like mm-hmm. he goes through like, hey, this is what makes it different. This is what makes it special. But I don't hear that as a regular listener but i did but like what but like it i I know it's special right yeah and and i mean it's it's all about the effect like all that stuff he i mean that guy has incredible ears but like it doesn't if you didn't if he couldn't also hear it the way that a non-musician hears it or or an average listener like what would it mean, right? It's about the effect it creates. And he talks about yeah. like, he, that, that's why he's good at that is because he he yeah. knows he knows what every single note is because his ears are so good, but he also knows what makes you like it. Also, I just sent this to the group. Most random guitar hero song ever. Mars Volta, La Via, La Vasquez. Mark's fave. <laughs> Mark's fave. I bet it's very hard to play. Yeah, it, it's the one with the crazy guitar solo in the beginning. <laughs> um, a couple things. I, I, we need to move on from the killers. Sure. Gotta go. Um, but I can't let us go until I talk about two things. One, the drummer. His dad is from Cleveland. His dad loves Cleveland sports. He's at he was raised in Las Vegas, but his dad is from Cleveland. So when they come to Cleveland, they always bring it up. Um, so shout out to uh, Ronnie Banucci, <laughs> our own Midwest boy. Uh, we love him. Second, if there's it's a good one Cleveland thing, name too, I know, right? Um, if there is one thing that I can send out to the people. We know that we know all the hits, right? But my favorite killer song is The Man. And it's a great song. It's great live. It's not overplayed and no one sings it at karaoke, but you guys should all start now. And I need us to just start The Man from the beginning because it does like a nice little build up. It's a silly song. It's not serious. It's just for live play. It's just fun. And we're going to jump to 140. Listen to this, though. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> 
right, go to 140. Oh. <laughs> Is that so funny? It's well, now every song. time every time I lose five pounds before I gain the five pound back, five pounds back, I'm gonna go USDA certified lean. <laughs> it's so funny and it again that's a banger lot and so for the people of you who haven't listened to the man listen to it and for the killers if you're listening to our podcast please play the man sometimes oh, yeah. they don't play it mark it was it's always on usually they've been in their tour they've been putting it on um the encore encore yeah but Sometimes I think they don't have enough time and they don't play it. At our Cleveland show, they did play it, and I was so excited. But, like, a lot of times it gets cut, and I need to hear the man. So that's my ask for the people before we leave the killers, which is going to be a great show, and I think we convinced them of everyone of that. So yeah. There's Anything a else? funny thing Alyssa does whenever we're at a show. And <laughs> Alyssa's not very good at, like, understanding when things happen in songs so she wants to record certified lean but she has no clue when in the song it will actually come up a little bit from fun a little bit from alcohol so she always is like tell me when it's about to come on so i can record it and so that's that's my job at shows all right how old what part i want and he knows when it's gonna come better than me yeah all right so how old do we think brandon flowers is oh yeah that's that's the other thing I know how old he oh. is, though. So, Mark, you know how old he is now? I have no clue. Let me oh, try. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go thirty in two thousand four. So he's now forty eight years old. Mm. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, that would be so hateful because Brandon Flowers. So for the ladies out there, or other guys who would think that Brandon Flowers is attractive, which he is. This man has aged better he looks hotter now than he did when they started this band mm. 20 years ago he looks so good that's the other thing that i mean it's not quite boy band level although i'm sure there are girls out there that love love them because brandon flowers is hot hot um, and he's hot now i feel like he's so older than me for some reason so i'll just he's say way older than us Mmm, mm, boys. Older than me, Joe. Oh, yeah, that's right. You are older than me, which I like. <laughs> well, don't worry. So Mark, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Before Joe knows it, I'm going to be younger than him. Uh, I said 41. <laughs> He'll believe you. Okay. Okay. I said 48. I thought you said oh, 38. 40. No, no, I, I said, said 48. 48 because he was confused. Oh. Uh, he is 41 years old. Oh, so Mark, on the dot. Josie. On the dot. Wait, why, wait, why was I confused? Oh, that means he was that means he was 23 when Hot Fuss came out. That means he was he was our age, basically. Yeah, yeah. When okay. Hot Fuss came out. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so he's like basically our age. 
And we're just here doing this podcast, and he has a very successful band, and his first song was Mr. Brightside, so. <laughs> you know? In your face, guys. That's what the, the really gun was. If you feel unaccomplished, just kidding. <laughs> you guys want to go to the <laughs> I would. I wish we could have a while ago. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a transition. I was like, we need a way out of this. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I forgot that we have to do intros, so I didn't specifically prepare that. But <laughs> the Purple Disco well, let Machine. Me do, let me oh, do this one, Joe. This was yeah. my kind of music. Well, I, so I, I, so. Okay. All right. Purple Disco Machine uh, is a... German disco house music producer and DJ hey, by the name of Tino Pinotech, also for some reason known as Tino Schmidt. I, I don't understand why that is. Uh, he was born in Dresden, grew up in East Germany. Uh, he calls his style New Disco, which I think is, is quite accurate. Uh, his name, Purple Disco Machine, is a deliberate homage to his funk hero Prince, and the Gloria Estefan fronted Latin-influenced Miami Sound Machine. Yeah, Miami Sound Machine. Disco machine action there. And he recently won a Grammy for his remix of Lizzo's About Damn Time. Um, I... This is definitely my kind of music completely. I, I, I loved him. I have way too many songs to play, um, but we'll definitely get into it. Uh, what did you guys think? I was, I was surprised. I loved it. And then I was surprised. It's just like a DJ format for live. Cause I, I actually thought, so the next band we'll, we'll talk about is the opposite. This, this, I, this to me sounds like a band. Even even there's a lot of electronic elements, uh, but it's not. It's DJ. I love it. Um, I think all of the songs on our list, all five of them or whatever, are super super fun to listen to. I I, I could, I would prioritize this pretty high in my uh, going to see them at LIB. And- I loved so i listened through his he has like two albums um soulmatic which was from 2017 and exotica in 2021 and both those albums i can listen through and they are god they're fun songs like it's a fun listen um i am concerned well I, i i can see where he's like really high up on the lineup and he will be fun you will dance but I just don't know who he's going to be against. It's a little early to jump into that. I just don't know who he's going to be against. But I I do think that there is a new disco. This is it. It's fun. This is this is EDM I can get into. It's very sure. danceable. Like, yeah, yes. you can definitely dance to this for sure. But it, it's um, both. It's da- it's danceable and it's listenable. I, I could also put this on in the car or in the living room when I'm sitting down. Like like it's 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 all around. It's it's the kind I, of thing you wanna like like a nor- every normal person in the world is gonna want to listen to this. So you can put it on and be like, hey, listen to Purple Disco Machine. Check this out. And they will like it because it's like m- m- meshing the right parts. Right? Like it's meshing uh, the the things people like about old school prints or old school something with like something that feels a little fresh. 
But, yeah, yeah, let's but let's like, just like, get you into get it that... though. Yeah. Okay. Let's play Joe. Can you play Can't Get Enough starting at thirty seconds? I have three songs, none of which is Can't Get Enough. Nope. Very white. That's not it. Uh... You're very white. Whoa. He's <laughs> unbearably white. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. No, we just did them. This is purple disco machine. Justice, Safe and Sound, the WWW mix at one minute. Mark, I have a Justice comparison. I have one, too. I have another one, so. Hey. I don't know if that's the exact same sound. It's a whole step higher, but it's the same. But uh, I get such a huge justice feel from Purple Disco Machine. There's, There's another one. I'm curious if it's the same one Alyssa has, but we'll get to that. Is it going to be fireworks, Mark? Yeah, yeah, okay, then we have the same one. You, you do that okay. one now. <laughs> um, so if you play fireworks, I have 47 seconds at fireworks, which I is a 40. purple disco machine, so for, yeah. 40. We'll cut it to marks. Also, this is such a feel-good song without Thank you. 
So you can stop. Uh, so first of all, if I'll, you're ever feeling low, also that song's amazing. Say, oh my god, it's so fun. It makes you feel good. You can come and say hello. We all just want some better days and tomorrows. It just makes you feel good. Mark, it reminds you of the song D-A-N-C-E by Justice, yes? Because yeah, you can start scene. at 15 at uh, 15 seconds on that one. It's the first, ju- if you just look up Justice, it's like the most popular song. I mean, I guess it's a disco thing. I mean, those those bass lines are like it's similar to the next artist we're talking about too. Like, that's killer and is not super typical in what I think of as EDM music, right? This yeah. is like um, a, they. Another thing is like I, I've been comparing a lot of artists to flight facilities, but this is what mm. flight facilities does. They do like there is like a sub genre of like disco like uh like what calvin harris says he is um uh, there's <laughs> right. a um there there's another artist um i think we kind of like him his name's young bay b-a-e and he does all disco remixes in his kind of stuff we too. kind of like him <laughs> i i like him but we went and saw one of his live shows and it was I, I don't know how because he's just playing all the songs I like, but I we, we had a little trouble getting into him. Everybody in the whole building, come on, follow along, feel the group, and get yourself to move. Get your ass to the dance floor, get your ass to the dance floor, come on, follow along, feel the group, yeah, there's no one to lose. Make it go, make it boy. Yeah, I can see why you like that. Yeah, um, I have one more song in comparison. Uh, can you play At the Disco? D I S K O. Great intros on all of these songs, too. to this in like the middle of the, the EDM tent. That's uh, going to be so much hey. fun. Uh, does anyone so know what I'm going to say next to compare this to? S- something with um, the guy. <laughs> Why can I not think yes. of their... Yeah, that, Alyssa's right. Uh, can you Dead play Mouth? Daft Punk? 
oh, Daft that Punk <laughs> around the world. Oh, one yeah, minute. it sounds a lot like Daft Punk. Oh, I'm, I'm frustrated I didn't think of that. <laughs> well, it's fine because I could literally not think of the name people everyone always say they go to the festival. That's it's literally like they stole the baseline. Can you skip ahead to one minute? Either one, it's good either way. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be a dance party, though. Um, I looked through his some of his playlists that he created as like motivation and other bands. Uh, Cannons and Jungle were both in his playlist. So I know that's another thumbs up for me. Um, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I, I love him. Uh, he's I I think Alyssa mentioned this earlier. I'm scared of who he will be up against because um, there's a chance he could be up against the 1975 or even Kendrick. So that uh, it's going to be rough. I who whoever because he's high up there for EDM because I think only Maddion is higher than him. So, and I don't know if they might put Maddie on, on a stage instead of the tent. So yeah. we'll have to see where, like, cause I could I mean, even see them doing something weird. Like Maddie on opens for Kendrick on the main stage. Like sometimes they'll throw an EDM act there. So they, yeah. I, I, I don't know, but that's, that's going to be whenever we, we start seeing like overlaps, that whole Kendrick 1975 Maddie on purple disco machine is going to, something's going to kill be killer in there. Yeah. Not the if killers. bad on Saturday. Like, killer. Saturday's yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> For Saturday's me, it kind of reveals this, like, you know, as much as I, I like some of the EDM artists we covered last year and all that, there is, like, I always enjoy, I guess, a live band more. Mm-hmm. Not always, but, like, sort. it's a kind of a continuum to me where the live bands are further up. But I, I like, I just am continually shocked this is this good but is this format, but, but is not a live band. I, I don't know why. Like I really, this is probably one of my favorite, given all the bands we covered last year, like, like this is my favorite, like straight up EDM artist. And it's because it feels like a real band. to me. Yeah. When we saw, um, we saw flight facilities last year out in Detroit and they do a live show set where they'll do their songs, but they'll also be like, ha- they'll also like start playing guitar and they have like drums and stuff that they play. But for basically every song, they had a girl or a guy come out and actually do the singing. And it was that perfect mix of both because you were getting all of like the EDM stuff, but then you were getting that like interaction and like singing along with a person. Like th- th- That was cool. And you'll sometimes see that with artists where they'll put like DJ set or like if they're more known for being DJs, they'll put like live set in it. So you're kind of like seeing that more like both ways. Like Maddion will be doing a, a live set, but his is more, he'll be doing some singing and like piano synth playing as opposed yeah. to just doing a straight up like DJ set. So you're kind of seeing yeah. both of those happen. I wanted to cover dopamine real quick. Cause I, I thought, so I, I like the song a lot. And I thought it was something more complicated musically than it was. So I sat down and, and learned it all. I'll play it in a minute. But like, it turned out to be something really simple. But for some reason, my ear, like I thought it was something much cooler. Or it is very cool. I thought it was something more complicated. 
That was something like way deeper than it is, but it's really just four notes. Uh, but this song is really, really the chorus of this song is also super. I'm noticing the bass more now that you played it, it's very <laughs> catchy. Yeah. This is his like hit, right? This is like his biggest song. It's the biggest one on the list we have, yeah. I don't know. This is very the way those mel- the vocal melody and that interweave is very very catchy to me. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a big fan. I, this is this is one of my favorite EDM acts. The two albums he has out are great, and I did not listen to. He has a club version of um, Exotica, which I did not listen to. I'm sure it's great, but I didn't listen to it. Um, before we move on from Purple Disco Machine, let me guess his age. I do have one. I had two songs I wanted, but I'll just I'll resolve to one, and it's one that he really sounds like Prince, and it's called Money Money. Well, he doesn't sound like Prince. It's a Prince song. And I have 20 seconds in, so. Oh, I had 30. Oh, the bass. Mm, The guitar. Cheek. Oh, shit. What does it sound like? It sounds like something else. Prince! It sounds like the soundtrack to like an 80s movie where they're like driving down something. Uh, to me, that sounded like Pharrell, actually. Like a Pharrell song. Oh, Pharrell. Yeah, God, I oh, can't put yeah, my finger it, it had a Pharrell tone, whoever was singing it. It's not, um, I will say, um, what little I know about Purple Disco Machine, Mark, he didn't bring up mm-hmm. his coat yet, but we will. Um, he ha- he's, I, he's I, It German. makes me sad to think about, because I'm not cool enough to wear the coat. I need you to wear the coat. <laughs> uh, I think you can wear the coat. He has a mustache. It's very polite and his german accent is also so polite so like when you watch him talk it's like uh 
watching Heidi Klum talk, like she has just the slightest German accent. And it's just very appealing to the ears. It's sort of like I don't think I, I don't think I knew that that Heidi Klum has a German accent. I, I yeah, she has a slight German. <laughs> top American designer Michael Kors. She says Kors, oh. just slightly German, and it's like very appealing to the ear. And that's how Purple Disco Machine talks. He has like a very slight German accent. It's so nice. All right, I got one more song. One more song. Last song. All right. Is it body uh, I'll funk? do less songs. Is it no, it's um, God damn it. Substitution with Kungs. Can you play it at <laughs> yeah. 120? This is his newest song, so that's better than his probably oldest song, which is Body Punk. It's got, it's got a different feel, I think. <laughs> Big fan, big fan. Yeah. Um, so I think we've talked about whether we're going to um, see him or not. And it's sort of like it's very dependent on where he ends up in the lineup, which seems like really unlikely for me to see him. But Mark, you seem very likely to see him. And Josie's going to be halfway. Um, how yeah. old do you think he is? So I watched a live video on YouTube, and he looked a little older than you would think to me. So mm-hmm. I'm going to guess him 36. Oh, I I don't know what Joe thinks is old. I'm going 45. <laughs> Isn't it funny that I said old, he's like a little bit older than I said younger than me? <laughs> yeah, I'm going 45. Uh, he might even be in his 50s. We'll see. He, Based on what I could tell, he's about... 43 years old so mark mm. i think is the closest in that and he does and so like if you so i followed all of them on our instagram or meet at the mantis instagram and he has like photos with his family he like gives like a wife <laughs> a couple <of> kids <laughs> in a lot of his so, interviews he talks about how it's like yeah i just really want to spend time with my family that's what the yeah it's like yeah. not too crazy about the music <laughs> dad rock dad rock Dad Disco, DD. Ooh, DD. Uh, but All right. for those who don't know move. about his shirt, or his shirt, oh my God. Coat. His coats. Coat. He wears a purple coat. You can buy one. It's purple, purple disco machine on the back. It's sweet. It looks like a member of only jacket. He wears a better one that's like bedazzled and shit, and it looks like he changes them. Like there's like a newer one. I saw older ones. So um, look that up. And it kind of we'll looks like it. 
I mean, we've mentioned Prince a bunch of times. It kind of looks like the Purple Rain logo. Like yeah, probably purple purposely, right? Because it said I think it so, was. Yeah. He's very influenced by Prince. So, but it's a cool coat. And if I see anyone in that coat in Las Vegas, I will say hi. <laughs> so. It has a cool drug pocket on the sleeve with a zipper. Yeah. I do like that for my <laughs> drugs that I'm going to sell. Except it's like way too warm <laughs> to ever wear a cool sleeve coat. But if not you if you're cool. Drugs, if you're fine. so cool. You need the jacket because that's how cool you are. That's true. More layers, cooler you are. Yeah. All right. Frank Moody. Frank Moody. So Frank Moody is, and again, I forgot to prepare because we do, I forgot we do intros on the band, but they're like right on the cusp of being big enough to have a lot of information out there. So they have a very sparse Wikipedia page and there's one really good interview. Well, it's actually, it's not a really good, there's one interview that has a bunch of content. And it's an okay <laughs> they didn't ask him like really any interesting questions. And I did really not even get... read it. Um, I mean, I did read it, but there's just not that much there. It, what, what we do know is that I don't think they all, I'm, I'm sure what we're getting at Life is Beautiful is them with the live band. From what I can gather here, they don't always play with that. It can just be the two oh. people doing it. I didn't see any live stuff. stuff where it was just the two of them, but. I know I in, the interview the it says, in the interview it says sometimes backed by an incendiary collection of talents to form a full ensemble. Oh, interesting. So yeah, I couldn't find it. Oh, do you know how they but, came up with their name, Joe? In your uh, extensive do, research? <laughs> yeah, they um, for years struggled with names, most of which were too bad to mention. And then we decided to simply combine our surnames, Ned Frank and John Moody. Ah. It's interesting because um, they are a uh, music duo from London, England, that um, they also have kind of a uh, jazzy disco feel. And they are much probably the same description as our favorite uh, LIB alum, Jungle. Um, so I got, I definitely oh. got jungle vibes from them. Yeah, I could see that. I, I really think it's, I, I think it has a weirdness to it that is, is unique and I, it almost falls apart. You can, this one, unlike purple disco machine, like you can like really, really tell that this is live musicians playing. <laughs> So yeah, that, it, it's in time there. In the live version, it's a lot of time. But you can tell it's played by human beings there. I really love the skin-to-skin -skin one, too. Yeah, yeah I like that skin skin one, too. I'm 
talk. We can make it up as we go along. But let us get on the scale, toe to toe. We can make it up as we go along. So we got chemistry. Yeah, this is good. So I, 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 um, I have an issue with this, and it's only because I've listened to Jungle, and this feels like Diet Jungle. Or like you took my jungle and poured a bunch of water in it. Like I just, I just want them to yell or do like a wah kind of thing. <laughs> and like I, I feel like it's a little underproduced. I don't know what the right word is, but I feel like the product, if the production was better. Uh, here, Joe, can you play "Jungle Keep Moving," which kind of reminds me of that song. But one of the best songs ever. So how fair. Don't depress me now. I'm not pressed. <laughs> Jungle's so much better. Keep moving, keep moving. You see what I mean? I don't know. It's like uh, it's so yeah. di- they're so close, but so far, <laughs> and it's, it's like I. It's not. The it's same hard thing, to describe. Though. Where it's like I feel like if Frank Moody had like way better production, they could they would sound a lot closer to what Jungle sounds like. But it's meant to feel. I think the Frank Moody thing is meant to feel more experimental and right on the edge. Because if you come. Like that that clip I sent you guys live. Let's play that dopamine again, but the live version. Dopamine is synthesized from tyrosine, basic amino acid, and is stored in synaptic vesicles. So they're in the video of this, they're all standing in a circle, all facing each other. And there's obviously a click track and a and a you're coming from like almost like a parliament or like some kind of big party vibe mm. and i don't think that's mm-hmm. what this is this, this is like sort of introspective there's a lot of space in the music there's no like all that frequency space that's taken up by like synth horns or real horns or whatever that is in jungle like none of that's there this is very open sounding and because they're they're not like in this live performance they're not all facing the stage doing a show they're facing each other and I, I think this is this is a totally different thing from from Jungle for that reason. This this is like a musical collective of humans like playing together. It's not a party, I don't think. Even though it's upbeat and fun. So like, there are I, bands. I yeah, I think there are bands, but I think they're like not. I don't think this thing yeah. is like a show. You, like, like I mean, it is a show. You, think, you know what I mean? No. You're really selling it well. They're not really playing but, for you. They're just kind of jamming together. No, and no, no. I, they, do, they'd do, wish do, they do, want you to keep quiet. I mean, in a good way. I like this band. Yeah. Do you think it's houseier? Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Like, do you think it's more house, less 
Not in this live one. No, no, because it's so live feeling, and the the vocals are so live feeling. No, I, I don't think it's more housey. Or you think? Or do you mean jungle is more housey? No, I think this is. I I I, I equate house music with a constant beat that's kind of always going a little bit. I, I'm not hearing Without, it that way. The next band, okay. Honey Love, who we're going to talk about next, I'm hearing is a house band. Well, yeah, sure. obviously. But this, this, no, to me, to me, this, there's so much space in this. Like like this part when the bass line comes mm. in. I mean, yeah, he's playing, the drum beat is, it has four on the floor like like a house beat but like that's a lot of space for i don't yeah. think this is really coming from an edm perspective no. i actually like the is this the live version here yeah i actually like the live version better honestly um yeah i don't which, i i heard it as like falling apart a little bit the first time i listened but i didn't hear that now i, I i'm really yeah. excited to see them but I, but i don't think it is i think the similarities to jungle are are like in the textures and stuff, but it's, I don't think they're trying to do something similar to jungle. I don't think it's supposed mm-hmm. to be as fun as jungle. Oh, okay. Well, if they're trying to be a not fun collective of people playing <laughs> instruments I together, say, I think they, they nailed it. I think they nailed it. <laughs> they're not, they're not playing music uh, for you. <laughs> um, no, uh, I'll, I'll stop being mean. Uh, can we play? I, I, there's a song that sounds completely different that I liked. Can you play into the ether? I know oh, where Mark's going with this. Well, I, I don't know if you do. We'll see. Ether. sounds almost like down tempo dubby you know uh and then this can you play uh thievery corporation wait let me radio squeeze one in there because oh, okay. to me that sounded a lot like this you know what this is no i've heard this song before though I'm gonna jump ahead a little because the intro's long. It's still in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped ahead a minute and a half. It's still in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, Papa was a Rolling Stone. Same kind of thing, like Temptations, but it's not like it's not like a cranked up high energy thing. Here, yeah. play play mine though. I I got can you play Thievery Corporation Radio Retaliation? Man, can I misspell that many words and it still work? Yep. <laughs> Yay, Artificial internet. intelligence. <laughs> oh, this sounds like I saw the sign. I was gonna say, I saw the sign. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna turn. I see I see how you think. Uh, can you skip ahead a little to where he sings? Or, uh... Man, these intros. <laughs> Are you playing the right song, Joe? I'm playing Sound the Alarm by Theory Corporation. No, can you play Radio Retaliation? No. Oh, shit. That's the album that you're playing. There's a song, Radio ah. Retaliation, on it. Now I forget what we're comparing it to. Yeah, I lost uh, the no, every, so, so does everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll edit it. It's a bass, right? Time. So I forgot what their original song sounded like, but I'm pretty sure it was like this. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm stuck on Ace of Bass now. I don't know. <laughs> But I think your point is, if you're into, like, music to not f- enjoy, you should really listen to Frank Moody. <laughs> it's just not like a, it's not party music, <laughs> even though it's funky. It's, yeah, it's I funky. guess I just associate, I associate just funk with feeling good, <laughs> I guess. I don't know why you would use funk for evil. It's like they're like, ah, oh, we took this thing that gets people to dance and feel good, oh, and we're gonna make for them evil, feel though. do you know bad? Do you know, do you know maggot? Oh, that's, that's sorry. That's, Funk for Evil is a good band name. So I was gonna say, I'm, I call that. That's TM. That's Too trademarked. Late. Everyone. Too late. Too but late. like, I just par- said Parliament, it was good. Parliament Funkadelic is the peak of funk, right? And they made this. <laughs> It's like 11 minutes long. Ooh. It's like the best funk song of all time, Maggot Brain. I, but it sounds dark. like Santana. Oh, it does sound like it does, actually, yeah. Or like um, Black Magic Woman. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, great song. Another um, uh, Guitar Hero song. So I will say, I um, on our Meet at the Mantis Instagram, I, I followed all the artists. And so I watch their stories every day. And Frank Moody was Frank. I like doing it like in a German thing because the purple is good. Frank Moody. We like when you do it too. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, 
what I saw, like, they were just finishing a tour probably the past couple weeks that I've been watching, and they would show videos. And it wasn't, like, a packed crowd, but the crowd was just, like, grooving. So I do think live, this would be a fun show. Like, is it yeah. jungle? I don't know. Will I lose my breath? Maybe not. But will I dance? Yes. So it could be a fun show. Friday's like, they're on Friday. It's a little bit of a packed day, but it could turn out that I could see Frank Moody, I think. Oh, I have a counterpoint. The, the lyrics are sad, but the beat's more happy. Can you play I'm in a funk at 40? Mm. I, never, I don't think I really listened in to the lyrics meaningfully. <laughs> How do you feel about this one, Joe? Yeah, I, I love it. I, I, I mean, I'm still on the maggot brain. I, I can connect that to maggot brain pretty easily. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's funky, but not part. It's not a party. I like that. I don't want I'm funk for evil. I need somebody. I, I like that. I think that's catchy. They also but have the a song have... called. Um, they also have a song called "Here Comes the Drop," and. Um, I only listened to it a couple times. Pretty sure there's no drop in it. So I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on, Frank Moody. We should move on. We should move on to Honey Love. Anybody find we anything about Honey on. Love? Uh, but does anyone have a guess for Frank Moody's age? Because I honestly could not find it online. So no one's going to win. They look old to me. Older. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would guess I'm around late thirties, the singer anyway. The bass player, I don't know, but I don't know who is Frank and who is Moody. But the bass player is definitely younger than the singer's like in his forties, the bass player is like in her twenties, I think. Um, I think they're like I don't think like I think they're like early twenties, but the depression and sadness of their music <laughs> has prematurely aged them so there's their sad funk has aged their brows yes <laughs> the the pact they made with the dark side of funk took years <laughs> off their life honestly so on instagram they look older than they do they look kind of young on these photos so we'll see i'll dm them we'll see if we ever get an yeah. answer get, get to the root of this I will. All right. Honey Love, L-U-V, which is my favorite part about her. That she spells love. Do you want me to do this? Do you want me to do Honey Love or do you want to? I have a lot on her, so. Okay. All right. I'm guessing it's not you either, Joe. All right. Honey Love, uh, who is Taylor character, is a what I would call a modern day renaissance woman. She was a college basketball player. A sailor in the U.S. Navy and then became a house DJ. She is originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland! 
but she, like everyone, got out and is based out of hey. L.A. and started uh, <laughs> playing clubs there. Um, she also, in Parberhang, uh, is an ambassador for Armani Exchange and describes her style as sexy urban streetwear. Um, she became a DJ and this is like Alyssa's ultimate dream, but she became a DJ because she would always pick the songs when they were like out in the club or in the car and her friends were like, Oh, you're so good at this. You should become a DJ. And she ran with that. And that unlike Alyssa, who always picks the songs and we're like, can you stop? Can, can you stop? Like let other people play. No, no more dashboard out. confessional, please. No, I read the crowd really well. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, um, so she is definitely a, a, a house uh, DJ. Very, all of her music is super housey. Um, she's done a bunch of like remixes is in a couple songs with other uh, house artists. Um, but I, she definitely, I, she reminded me a lot of uh, Royce and Walker. From last year like oh. i got that same kind of like like beat same kind of like you'll just go there and like jam for the, the 45 minutes an hour she plays uh what did you guys think um luckily for us a lot of our episodes we covered at house djs didn't get aired last season but we're about to enter another season of Alyssa saying she doesn't know what to say about house music. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. resorted to I resorted to like googling what do people like about house music? <laughs> and I <laughs> and I went I went deep dive on a Quora article where someone's like what do people like about house and people gave like paragraph long responses and my takeaway from just this Quora article cuz I have other research to do on Google. <laughs> Um, there, it's a whole, I, I, it's like a dance club scene that in Cleveland and being myself, I've just never been into. And I just don't know, um, and, like in this, I don't know how to decipher her as a, I know how to decipher her as a person. I looked at, I, I've followed her Instagram. She's cool as hell. Right, like, there's no question. Way cooler than us. Oh, so much cooler than me. That's why she likes house music and I don't. Like, she's, like, when I say influencer, it's not like she's up there selling me cheap shit on Amazon. She's there looking the coolest person out there. She looks, she has a look and it's fucking cool. But in terms of house music, I just I don't know how to decipher it from other things. So I from from my understanding and probably why you don't get house music other than like, you know, it, it is just in general, like something that's fun to dance to. But I believe um, the effects of house music when you're on drugs is they pair really, really well to that kind of like constant like beat and also why you're not getting like a huge drop or anything like really erratic hitting you right is that you don't want that when you're kind of like out of it i think that's one of the ideas or just people that kind of want to dance without ever stopping right without ever like mm -hmm. doing anything different 
Um, but it's kind of like the, the it, house is the most popular form of EDM, right? It, and then it has all your, your subjects and stuff like that. That's people, sort of, what people go and that's what they like to dance to. So. Yeah. And, and I recognize it. Like when I, I listened to a couple of her, um, things on SoundCloud, like actual live things. And I can tell it like, it's, it's different. It's, it's not like, like I can tell it's better than more enjoyable than like I'm at a regular club and in Cleveland on any other random Friday. Not like, not, not that we don't have good DJs, but like, I'm just saying like, you know, I can tell that there's something a level above, but I also oh, don't it, know. I know what you're saying. It's it's amazing that you would just think, oh, a DJ is up there, right, spinning. But like a good DJ is amazing. Is like there's such a different quality level between like DJs, and it's like I I, I feel the same. Like I couldn't describe why. I, I'm not even quite sure why, but um, there definitely is. Yeah, so um, it's like has something to do with knowing how to very subtly how to build the energy and like reading the crowd and stuff, right? Yeah, it's, I think there's a lot the to reading the crowd aspect. to like. I, I I hate when like a DJ plays a song, and even like at a wedding, and everyone's on the dance floor and yamming, yamming, and then they totally switch up the song and everyone leaves. And it's like, yeah. it, it, that was like the literal most obvious thing of like what people like versus they don't like, but uh. Yeah, I, um, I'm pretty much with the list on this. I couldn't really get into this. I do like your right. tongue more than the other two. Other uh, let's let's start with three six five. Okay. Okay. It is mixed really well. Like the. Like it tells great. song actually really reminds me of a Diplo song. Can you play Diplo on my mind? <laughs> Wait, Diplo and Purple Disco Machine has a remix of it? Remix of yeah. this song that we're yeah. about to play. Diplo. So this is interesting, like uh, Purple Disco Machine has remixed this song 
and Honey Love has uh, remixed other Diplo songs. So I think there is some like inspiration uh, from hmm. Diplo. Um, what else? We should play Your Tongue because Your Tongue is probably her most like yeah. poppy as as, type song. Did as you guys as watch as the song, video for this? Uh, no, I didn't. Did I say? Uh, the video is funny. <laughs> Your tongue running down like that, flip it. Your tongue running down like that, flip it. Your tongue running down like that, like that, like I think that's the, the as far as like for something other than just dancing too. I think that's the coolest one. What what was the song? I, was it Walker and Royce that was like sex in the club or, or something like that? Do you remember that? <laughs> like vaguely, because <laughs> uh, that's what it reminds me of. There was one, and I think it, it was we, we were just Royce uh, where like it was very deep down in their discography. Yeah. And I, like, and I'd listen it, to it. It was for something four like hours. naked in the club, or like, yeah, like <laughs> butts in the club. <laughs> yeah, it was something oh. like that, and then it, it made you very happy. I remember that because <laughs> it was funny, and I was like, "Why isn't this like their top played song?" Remember oh. Royce the Five Nine? No. Oh yeah, he had a. Didn't he have like a beef with Eminem, and then they made no. up and did an album together? Oh, maybe. I, on Eminem's first album, he's like the hype man, kind of. And he has some verses. Yeah, I think then they fell apart, but got back together uh, and uh, yeah. fell in love. Uh, ITB Walker. is the song I liked by Royce and Rucker. In the butt. ITB. In the butt. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> what? In the butt? <laughs> I was like, why would I like this song, ITB? <laughs> <laughs> know the songs in the butt. You can feel it. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Wait, how does this relate to the butters thing on South Park? Is this No oh the episode What what, what, what? in the butt? In the butt? I don't think yeah. I don't Unrelated. think it relates Unrelated. at all. I think that this is so after know. four hours of listening, you get hit with that specialty Walker and Royce. Uh, uh, what day is Honey Love? The whole, the whole in the butt thing is so overrated. <laughs> Thanks for that personal info about you two. <laughs> <Spilling> it in. <laughs> um, I have uh, one more song if we if we want to uh, go there. Uh, yeah, let's yeah. go. And then. 
uh, Inside My Mind at 1.30. And this one she did with Harry Romero. Harry Styles. Neither of the boys reacted to that, which means you know they... I know that Harry Styles is this. Oh, this sounds cool. That's all I have for uh, Honey Love. Uh, I listened to a lot of her DJ sets, but it, it all basically sounded like that. Um, yeah. And she has like uh, a lot of like good interviews. She seems very nice and stuff like that. Um, if I, I'll have to see who she's against, I'm guessing she'll be pretty early. I, I didn't see where mm-hmm. she was in the lineup. But, she's uh, on Saturday. I lost. So she's Saturday. Can't but, find I mean, her. we know we literally know no oh, one so yeah. around her so yet. Yeah, so, so as long as she's not against Prentice, <laughs> I, I would go see her. Um, uh, I did see, and none of they were all on people's stories. So it was just like literally last night she did a DJ set somewhere, and she in her set she remixes, which she needs to every time. Mariah carries honey. And it's very clever and fun because that's such a good song. Because you just like honey. Um, it's like made for this. So, and her Instagram also has a, and I don't know what I did with my phone at this time, but look at her Instagram because it has like a little catchy thing and they can always send her a honey pot emoji. It's all fun. So I love that Mariah Carey song, and I know it's called Honey. I did not realize she was saying it's just like Honey. I thought she was saying it's just like Halloween. What? The song is literally called Honey, Joe. I never figured that like, out. How are you living th- your life? I, that's how I'm living. Constant it, amazement, where I, I think. It's it like, is. Whoa. It's just shock and Hi. awe. Halloween. That's what I thought it was, yeah. Well, if you had taken two seconds to learn the name of the I didn't. song. I didn't do that. All right. So now, if anyone is still listening, we have a special <laughs> treat for the LIB audience. And so oh. in honor of two of our today's artists having a song called Dopamine, we, we your hosts, have crafted our top five in order songs oh, called Dopamine. I didn't do it in order. <laughs> Yeah, you're well, supposed to do it. Joking. I didn't, that playlist was two Did and a really? half hours long. I didn't listen to that. <laughs> Did you, really, no, I you, you just listen. had to zoom through it. Joe, what the? Oh, I thought you were joking. <laughs> so, so, Mark, I will say this was an. So, the, the link here is that it turns out that both Purple Disco Machine and Frank Moody have a song called Dopamine. And I think you probably took that and was like, all right, how many? Well, Mark, did you go? How many other LIB artists have the song "Dopamine"? 
Or did you just I, go straight I was, into? I was just hoping like Honey Love or or, or even something like yeah. Close would have that. And then th- there was no other thing there. And so then I was hoping I, – I checked and see if any other LIB were there. But then I, I did just searched in Spotify for dopamine and like – Outside of these two artists who I hadn't heard of before, there's very few artists I've heard of. So I thought it would be like a fun thing. Well, unless I've heard you're that third eye. like Joe heard that and don't eye. like fun. Why would I listen to two hours of random songs called Dope? You just skip um, through them really quick. No, I have heard no. It but I didn't no, know that I'm, I do like that third eye blind song. And like even before, like I knew they I knew that song before. That's a good one. God. Did you cry the lyrics? to it? <laughs> no, I didn't cry. <laughs> the lyrics to that third eye blind song are cheesy, which is like on par for third eye blind, so that's fine, but yeah. it's super cheesy. Mark. So I guess I Alyssa was, and I can can get I thought this was an interesting <laughs> thought experiment. I don't know if thought experiment's the right word. But if you listen and we'll post Mark's a dopamine playlist that is two hours long. And I just Why? like was, a, I was meal prepping like a real adult yesterday. And listen Before to this. drinking all day on Monday. <laughs> yeah, so I was drunk and, and cooking and then didn't have to work today because I was out for dingus day. Um, But it was an interesting thought experience because when you listen, like a lot of it's EDM, like probably... 45% is EDM songs. But there's all kinds of things. There's a couple like hard metal songs in this. It's not like as a listen through, it's actually kind of fun to find new artists. I hearted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I heard eight songs. Um, there's even like a what I believe to be a K pop song in this. Um, so I found this an interesting, funny exercise, Mark. Um, well, I'm glad one sh- of you enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really thought it was a joke. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is mostly a joke. We should go make them for all the neurotransmitters. Like, so, so one, like, how many of these are really about dopamine, right? And then, like, are there a bunch of co- for serotonin and GABA and neuropinephrine? And, like, You're really, we need to have a doctor on to break this down. <laughs> you're ruining it. I'm sorry. You're taking well, the, you're taking them, the fun uh, out of the game. Well, here's the thing: a lot of them reference similar themes in when they're singing. Right? There, a couple of them mention champagne. So somehow, like dopamine and champagne, end up in the same song together a lot. Um, I really loved it. My favorite was Elefante Mark. I'll just tell you that. Oh, I I still gave Purple Disco Machine my number one spot. Um, some hidden time. gems, though. O P U O P I U O, which is mostly vowels. Good for them. Uh, locate <laughs> Emilio, all one word, and Alex Alexander. None of those are mine. Um, and I, like I said, I have seven, but some of them I just hit because I was like, "Oh, that sounds different." It was a, fa- it was a fun playlist. We're gonna play it. Um. This was fun, guys. Again, Honey Love, how old do you think she is? Hmm. Ooh. Uh, 23? I'll go a little older. I'll go, I'll go 24. Based on my limited research, she's 28, 29, somewhere around hmm. there. I guess, so, yeah. Josie wins. She's, she's been out in the, the biz for yeah, a Yeah, she seems confident in herself, which you only get with age. <laughs> 
I firmly believe. Or surviving the mean streets of Cleveland. <laughs> probably was born in Cleveland, never lived here, but I'm going to find, I DM'd her. She never responded. Ouch. Did you <sighs> say you were from Cleveland? I did. I said, we're from Cleveland. Mm. All right. What's next right. week, Mark? Next week, we will be doing a special edition Meet at the Mantis, completely dedicated to the legend, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Don't lie. We are doing that. I I oh. already started. I started my notes. I, I probably I already have like an hour's worth of content on Kendrick Lamar. No, There's no we're way. We're not doing that. There's... No one needs to hear Joe, this. back me up. No, uh, yeah, I would don't. Like to, I would like to do that. No. Oh, is it Alyssa no. Break? She cut out. Oh no, my I god! Didn't. How much she internet connection? Here. No, I didn't. No, I think it's so. I guess we can decide then. Yeah. <laughs> no. We could vote on it if you want. I like the democracy. I'm back and no. And yeah, no. Let's, let's just let's just do a quick vote here in favor of Mark's idea. Raise can, your hand. Can you guys still not hear me? I. Are you pretending to not hear me? Aly- Alyssa, you get a vote too. <laughs> yeah, you get a vote. All right, the nays. We're not doing an hour abstaining? dedicated to Kendrick Lamar. Redo. Ah, uh, the Mark. eyes. The eyes have it. Ah, uh, the <laughs> eyes have it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will probably – I get this next is going to be like a three-hour podcast at least. <laughs> but um, so thanks to Alyssa, we'll be doing Kendrick Lamar, Rina Sayama, Babytron, Coco, and Breezy. All those I are really did not make artists. any of those, those up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've never heard of any of those. We're on the second episode. We're already out of bands that we know. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't even hit um, Slater or Slay. Pig. 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 The, the AI generated people. Yes. <sighs> and these were your gracious hosts. And we will meet you at the Mantis. Sad folk. Sad 